Hello, beautiful people. Good morning. God bless you all. You're most welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet. This is Festus Flourish Osemuahu. And today is the 12th day of the month of February 2021. You are most welcome. God bless you. All right. We've still been um, on the topic this farmer called husband and this day i uh, were looking at today is the 31st episode okay so we've had 30 other previous episodes just in case you're connecting with us or having access to this audio for the first time we have had 30 other previous editions and it's been amazing it's been wow it's been so full of revelation rema truth what have you it's been so loaded we've learned a lot i personally have also learned as well and uh, that's where i I just really want to beg our men our husbands i think the best way to go about this is to start calling yourself a farmer all right because that's what i do now i mean just to draw on that consciousness that i'm a farmer what kind of farmer a bright farmer okay the one that funds a bride i hope you know that's actually what you are and that was what you were called on your wedding day the 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 bridegroom yeah the one that not trust the groom so why don't we just do it in a very obvious way and just say i'm a farmer a bride farmer a wife farmer or what have you but uh, if if we do that i'm sure we'll be able to draw into this consciousness what farming why farming you know bright farming is really all about and uh, without understanding we'll be able to go far with the changes that we are expecting and wives please let's be patient with our husbands um uh, it is a little bit different from what we used to yeah we've been fighting several times my husband is not doing well my husband is not behaving well we we can't really blame them because the system that brought about what today we call husbandhood it's not the kind of system we want to really hail or applaud because i mean who, who taught our husbands our men to become good husbands from their father what were the lessons they got from them were they not traditionalist or at best trado christian kind of people where they still had this fusion of christianity and traditional stuff mixed together and now we, all of a sudden we are looking at the biblical principle that says the husband has to love the wife as Christ also loved the church. And that's death to oneself. That's self-denial. And that's not common. It's, our husbands are not used to that. All right, because they've never seen that system work before. Yeah, this new generation, we are trying to apply the scriptures. We are trying to bet. Those days, it wasn't like that. It, it, it was all about the man. He calls the shot. If it's not working, he has the right to go and marry another woman. And that's why today, when men are indulging in adultery, it's it's not a taboo anymore. It's not it's not weird. Yeah, we might just judge it on the basis of morality. Otherwise, people don't see that's wrong. Even in the church circles, when you see pastors getting involved in adultery and a wife, the pastor's wife wants to cry out, they will even tell her, ah, ah, you want to break your husband's ministry. Eh, what top she would have just kept quiet. You know, that, that's the system. But let a woman try it. She will not even return back to that house. 
and everybody's going to tongue lash her and pass the judgment almost immediately. You remember what happened with the case of um, the woman that was caught in the adultery? And one would wonder where the man that was involved with her was. So it has always been a societal thing, a system thing, where everybody just believed that this is the way it is. Men have to just live their life anyhow. But hey, friends, that is not what the Bible has taught us. Here we say the truth, nothing but the truth. The husband is the farmer. The responsibility is on his hands. He is the leader. And every system fails or, or, or succeeds by each system. And we are saying, wives, let's be patient with them, hoping that all of these teachings and all that over time will revolutionize our men. Well, if not this generation, maybe the generation coming after us. And then our husbands will on their own begin to also draw into the consciousness what is right. I, I am a man that don't give up easily. I have hope in this our generation that you will have men who will rise up take the bull by the horn and say look let me do this not the way my father taught me not the way even my pastors taught me but the way the holy spirit has taught me where men will become addicted to the presence of god and the ways of god and they will do things the way they believe the bible the word of god wants them to do it that is the only way we can have our marriages working again so We've talked about all of that. You, you, you can connect with our podcast and so you have access to the other previous editions that uh, you have missed. But by and large, um, as we begin to run down the full throttle, bringing this series to an end, we are gradually beginning to talk about uh, the reward system. Yeah, if a man, the husband, has to do all of this, be sacrificial, be the farmer that would nurture the wife, are there benefits? are there rewards that will come to him yeah we've talked about a couple of them but today i want us to look at a very major reward system and that is heavenly reward heavenly reward or reward from heaven that's what we're going to be looking at today now let's quickly look at matthew chapter number seven um let, let me read it from verse 21 not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now look at verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in the name, and in the name have cast out devils, and in the name done many wonderful works? And when, okay, and then we. I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Okay, now this it's well a lot of us who are familiar with this um, particular scripture, um, but this is just true of what it could turn out to be when you go through this life, you live that life of I'm the man here, I'm the husband here, and then of course you wouldn't want to listen to the word of truth like this. And uh, you just felt that, okay, you were just being a man, standing your ground, bullying your way all through. And of course, you are a giver in the church, you've built cathedrals, you've sponsored men of God to, for their holy pilgrimages and all that. And then you just get to heaven and the Lord said, no, you didn't do the needful, okay? Depart from me, I don't know you. And you'll be wondering, I bet I've done all of these, um, I, I was anointed here, prophet. I said, no, that wasn't it. Your church wasn't in the cathedral. Your church was actually in the home. You failed in the home, so you failed altogether. Friends, I want us to understand 
that men that live their lives well in the marriages as good husbands who actually play their role well as good husbands to nurture the wives the way it should be they have the reward of heaven heaven would welcome them i'm not just talking about heaven blessing them here they will be rewarded with heaven heaven will become their ultimate place heaven will become their final place of call heaven will become their final place of residence god will welcome them home and say well done my son yes you did well you know that golden handshake that divine handshake yeah here we call it presidential handshake you know looking forward to that handshake where god will say well done you did it well you behaved like christ when you were on earth friends believe me that is actually going to be the account upon which you will be judged the bible said the judgment of the lord will begin from jerusalem your jerusalem is from your home from your marriage you need to get these things it's not about the cathedral the church you belong to the denomination you 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 are and all the things that you have done no not, none of these things will count it's about the first primary responsibility that was given to you and that is to nurture your home and nurture the people and build them up and that is what will count that is what will count on this on this dimension of the way we look at things and so friends we've got to understand that if we are to get our place secure our place in heaven we must understand the place of ensuring our marriages work and Friends, husbands out there, men out there, this is it. This is it. Nothing but the truth. Whatever life you live here on earth with your wife, you will account for it in heaven. That's primary. I mean, children, yeah, that becomes secondary. But your wife is primary. And so if we're telling you that you be the good husband, not trust your wife. We're saying this is the shortest cut to heaven. This is your qualification. This is your credential. This is what is going to take you to heaven. This is it. And you've got to understand the place, this place in what we're saying. Otherwise, you think you can just live your life anyhow. Uh, well, I, I see it every day. Um, I know a lot of men don't like my kind of messages. Um, well, except for weekends when I talk about sex. Yeah, they seem to always be empowered with it. But when, when I'm saying things like this, I really come hard. I have to. I have to. I'm not in that school of thought where we say, let's pamper the men. I'm not in that school of thought where we say, let's balance it here, let's say it here. No, let, we've got to be hard. Maybe this is what we have not been hearing before. This is what has been lacking in our generation, where we've been trying to pamper issues. Like someone said recently, don't you know he's a Yoruba man? A Yoruba men love to be pampered. I say, no, no, no. That's what we're saying. That's tradal Christianity, bringing in tradition into Christianity. It doesn't work. When it comes to marriage, it it is either the principles and the way of Christ or nothing else. You can be a Yoruba man, you are cheating on your wife, you are so rude, you abandon your children, you feel you have the right to do just whatever you think you can do, and then we shouldn't tell you the truth. Pampa thinks, no, we will. Because if we don't tell you the truth, you're going to stand before that great white throne judgment one day. You will be shocked and you'll be wondering, how come I wasn't told this truth? How come nobody came out to tell me the truth? That's why I'm saying it here. That's why I'm saying it here. There is a whole lot of responsibilities in our hands as men. The Bible said, be ye imitators of Christ. 
God wants us to imitate his son Jesus Christ. There's a whole lot at stake here. Our marriages are to actually mimic the marriage of Christ and the church. And so when you live well, heaven applauds it. Heaven is glorified. When you don't live well in your marriage, you actually also glorify the devil. That's just the truth. But whichever way we look at it, I want us to know that, look, what is wrong is wrong. I know some women can really, really be ungovernable. Is it really their fault? Maybe from where they are coming from. But hey, Mary says you've got to groom this woman. And of course, that was even the essence of courtship in the first instance. I mean, that courtship will enable you to look closely and say, all right, no, I can't groom this one. I can't work with this one. This one is saucy. This one is um, rude. This one is high-headed. It, it can't work. Okay, you should have made your decision there, but you didn't. You fell in love with her. For whatever the criteria it was, you fell in love with her. Some of you even had to fight your family members just to marry her because it was like, oh, if I don't marry her, I will die. Now, all of a sudden, what happened? And now the whole thing I've turned around, just instead of you to accept the responsibility that as a man, the leadership rests on your shoulders. The Bible said that her desire shall now be that of the husband. We can't twist this Bible upside down. You've got to make it work. See, let me tell you, when you see marriages that are working, you say, oh, that man, oh, he lost the wife. See, if they tell you, they give and take. If that man tells you the sacrifice that he's making, if he tells you the compromise that is also accepting, you won't believe it. Every man that is making his marriage to work has a one level or the other or have a way or the other of making compromise. There is always a compromise. But when you see them as say, oh, wow, what a wonderful couple. But there is a compromise. And sometimes the best compromise that can really trigger this, you know, continuous um, harmonious relationship is the compromise of leadership. Where the leadership has to be the flexible one, not that rigid one. Not that one that says, if she talks to me anyhow, it means that uh, she has broken an edge. Um, it means that she has committed a sacrilege and uh, she will have to go and kill a cow. <laughs> like um, what happened the other, uh, that should be about two years ago, where the man said just simply because a friend sent a text message to the wife and said, how are you, baby? The man said, oh, both of them are now involved in this traumatic affair and sent her to the village to go and confess. And I asked the woman, oh, is your husband neat? Is that you mean? I said, is he clean from, you know, um, extramarital affairs? He said, ah, my husband. I have caught him several times. He has fleets of girlfriends. I said, okay, have you asked him to go to village? He said, which village? <laughs> The men you are going to meet in the village, don't they even have fleets of gap? So that's why I want us to understand that, look, what the, the Bible is a complete story of life. It's so true. It's real. And so that's why we mustn't put this blame on the woman. The man has got to change. You've got to take responsibility because one day you will face it. You will face it. Whether you believe me now, whether you're angry with me now or not, one day you will face it. Whether you think what I'm saying is nonsense or not, one day you will face it. Where you will stand at that point where it has to be heaven or nothing. You will realize this. You will face it. Because God will not adjust the standard for your sake and say, okay, eh, ah, I, now I really understand. That your wife, 
she was really really very naughty she must have really pushed you no god won't he won't compromise on the standard he will ask you what about the place of forgiveness yeah your wife was always busy offending you but i have also talked about forgiveness did you forgive her no I, god you won't understand this offense was just too much and god will ask what about your own offense i mean i forgave you several times and your face was even much more than this. Hey God, uh, this one was different, but that's the standard. That's why whatever I did to you, I expected you to do to another. All right, as I forgave you, so you also forgive another. Remember the story of the man, um, the master or the king, something like that, forgave him, and um, because he was imprisoned, so he owned the king and he forgave him. And then after he forgave him, he was going about, he saw someone that owned him, he seized him, he imprisoned him, and then of course the story came back to the king, and the king, you know, had to imprison the man much more. I hope you remember that story, okay? That's the way it is. We are daily benefactor of God's mercy. Men out there hear this. If not for the mercy of God, you would have been dead. If not for the mercy of the Lord, the work you have now, you wouldn't have it. If not for the mercy of the Lord, you would have been eaten up by maggots on the ground. God has been merciful. You you have been sick and the Lord restored you back. There were men who were less sick and they died and they never came back to tell their story. God has been merciful. And so God expects us to transmit that same mercy onto everybody around us, beginning from our first neighbor with our wife. When you do that, you earn the love of God. You earn the respect of God. Let me use that word. Heaven will respect you for it. So you'll just be building up your account. And so one day, even if, for, I mean, goodness sake, you defaulted in a sowing um, your tithes or giving offerings or giving lambs or giving those external things but you did well in the family i can assure you heaven will give you pass mark okay because you reflected the nature of the father in the home so men out there i'm pleading with us heaven is real it's just that we live in a generation where we seem to have disconnected or have forgotten that heaven is real it is real one day we will account for our lives you look at your father i don't know some of you see our father you all they are late now or mother or they are late now you i mean if you see half them and they are very old see look at them critically you realize that they were also very young they were also children but see how old they are now some of them have passed away they were also very young they were children as well time doesn't wait for anyone it comes and goes you don't own time you, you don't have it. It just keeps going. And you think you have so much time. Before you know what it's going to 30 years, it just look like 30 days or 30 months. And you are gone. What happens? Is it that that evening of your life where you have messed up so many things? That's when you now start looking for how to sort out yourself. I know there are men that often at the evening of their life, they start trying to put things back. But it's always difficult. But some will still repent on their dying bed to apologize to their wife and their children. Do what is right now. You are not the owner of your life. One day you will die. Hear me very well. So that this will not become a snare against you one day. Men, a lot of men out there that don't like my messages, that don't like to hear because I'm sure they'll say this man is too hard. He says it the way it is. Hear me, please. I'm your best friend. Tomorrow, when you stand before the throne of God in heaven, you will remember and you will thank God that I was one of those persons who stood to say the truth the way it is. I will have to say it. Please, 
Do the right thing. Take care of your wife. Christ is expecting you to do so. You mock him if you do otherwise. Throw away all these issues. Oh, my wife offended me. Show her the attitude of God, the nature of God. Bring her back. Reconcile with her. Prove to her that this word of God really works in you. Prove to her that you have the heart and the nature of God. Otherwise, how do you reflect that you carry the Holy Spirit in you? That is what heaven is expecting from you. And that is what is going to give you ticket to heaven. The one day heaven will tell you, welcome, well done. I, I think that will be the greatest achievement. You, you, you buy all the fleet, uh, you have cars, you, of course you have fleets of cars, houses, money. None will follow you out of this place. Naked we came here, naked we will also live here. But one thing that will go with you is what you did with your soul. Did you do right? or wrongly it is on that premise you are going to be judged and friends i'm asking us to avoid this damnation so that it will not become a snare against us on that last day let's love our wives let's treat them well and really follow the principles of nurturing our wives to say you will not be offended uh -uh, i can't guarantee you that she might still offend you again but that offense is what tests your love and that is what is going to glorify heaven every time you have every reason to say crucify her condemn her and then you say just like jesus has anybody condemned you and then of course she said you said neither have i go and sin no more every time you have that attitude towards your wife you were right you should have actually waded that big stick against her but you just say oh to err is human to forgive is divine my wife i've forgiven you do you know what we have a life to live for God and for these children. Let's move on. Do you know what? Heaven will account for that. And one day, when you stand before the throne of heaven, what you did that you thought it was just a trivial thing, heaven will say, no, 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 no. We valued it. In fact, the day you did it, angels applauded you. Now you have a place by the side of the Father. Let's work towards that. In case we have forgotten the reality that we are not made to be here forever, I want us to draw on that consciousness that one day we will die. When we die, where are we going to? With all of these fighting, I'm in charge here. I'm the husband here. No, 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 no. Husbandhood is servanthood. That's the way it is. It is servanthood. Let us serve than being served. God bless you. Wow, wow. I hope you were blessed. I hope you enjoyed and you learned from this. If you did, let, let's share this with our friends, our main and um, ministers, gospel ministers. Let's just let everybody have access to this. Believing this will change people's mindset altogether. In case you want to connect with us, our WhatsApp number is plus 234-81071-26148. And we will get back to you. God bless you. Let's continue from here again tomorrow, God willing. Until then, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day. Bye.